Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show on AM 1000 in Orange and San Diego counties and on AM 930 in Los Angeles County. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you through the good offices of Immaculate Heart Radio from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And with me today from Christ Cathedral Academy is Quang Nguyen. Did I say your name right? That's right. That's pretty close anyway. That's pretty close. And we're here today to talk a little bit about some of the programming, especially the summer programming coming up through Christ Cathedral Academy. But before we get too far into it, Quang, I'd like to ask you if you'd please lead us in a brief word of prayer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, this beautiful campus, and this beautiful church that you've given us, that we are so thankful, and we want to show all the gratitude to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, Quang, what I had actually called Debbie about, Debbie Vallis is the principal there at Christ Cathedral Academy. We've had her on here before, and she is a wonderful guest to have on. We kind of abuse our relationships that she's right across campus. We could call her from time to time. And she's spoken about the school and how wonderful uh, Catholic schools are. And this particular school has had some changes that have happened the last few years, both in its location and name, as well as some of the expansions, as I recall anyway, to the preschool program, some of the growth that's gone on there. But we also now have the opportunity that a lot of the other Catholic schools in the area don't have. Some of them do, but most of the smaller ones don't. Can you tell me a little bit about your summer program? What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the summer learning camp is an exciting time for students because we are combining a lot of learning and then also having fun. It's the summer, right, Rick? No one wants to, to be in a classroom <laughs> all the time. And it is designed such that the students can have a creative learning environment, but at the same time have fun. Uh, an example would be our hydroponic garden. So we have this, we're the only school in the, in the diocese that really have a hydroponic garden. So the kids would learn about, I don't know, plants and all that fun stuff, how to water or, or basic stuff. And they get to go outside in our yard and actually experience the hydroponic garden. So they're yeah. able to engage in some hands-on activity with yeah. the botany and being able to have, uh, see the real results of their efforts as they grow this stuff. Yeah. What else happens for this this event? Yeah, students, uh, it's all-inclusive. They get to go on uh, field trips such as a Knott's Berry Farm, Soak City, you know, the local amusement park that are fun and, and not too far and low cost because they offered wonderful group rates. And the transportation is provided in the school, so you're, you're actually paying for the summer program. But everything's all included, the field trips. Transportation wow. and all that fun stuff. That is fantastic. I assume yeah. the parents, though, still need to send in a couple of gallons of sunscreen in order to make yeah. sure that their child doesn't have too much exposure, especially if they go mm-hmm. off to Soak City. I understand that it's also it's located here day to day at the Christ Cathedral campus in Garden Grove. So this beautiful, sprawling campus, you're able to take advantage of some of the features here and some of the programming here. You were talking to me off the air before we went on that there's some partnership material that you do. What else are you involved with here on the campus? 
Oh yes, uh, we're we're involved in the music ministry here. As you know, Dr. John Romero has done a wonderful job building the music program here. One of the things that we get to do is work together with him. And so what happens is we have a choir camp, diocesan choir camp, which I was involved last year. It's so fun. And if you're interested, definitely take this advantage, take advantage of this. But the school, uh, the, the choir camp students will get an opportunity to also experience the music diocesan qu- uh, choir camp. And that's all included also. So we, we, we schedule it strategically so that their summer camp, but then at the end, the last week, they'll get a chance to meet with uh, different faculty members uh, like John Romary, Dr. Rick Soto, Lauren McCall, David Ball, the rest of them. And so they, it's very comprehensive, and the kids will be exposed to uh, a really good music program towards the end. And then sing for Mass. I mean, how many students get to sing for Mass within a week? I mean, I think that's amazing. One week, we will train all the kids. They'll sing from Mass from top to bottom. And it's it's really fun to see them like, oh, my gosh, we attend Mass, and now we're actually singing in Mass. And it's it's there's something about that, and the children get really excited and, and they're very proud of it that they, they're able to do that. So I, I'm thinking as a, as a catechist that mm-hmm. the exposure of the kids to the mass parts, to be able to sing those mass parts is an important part of making them feel even closer yeah. to Christ during the mass and to be yeah. able to feel a link to the mass. They may not have felt quite before. Yeah. We actually make them believe because a lot of them come into like, we're not going to finish this. How do you expect us to sing entire mass when we haven't before? But what Dr. Romero does and we do is we make them believe that they can do this. And they actually did it. And then when they do that, you can see their parents are very proud. And then the parents are like, maybe we should sing too. (laughs) So this is very liturgically centric, especially that last week or so. What kinds of of academic topics or one of the reasons why parents send their kids to Mm -hmm. some sort of a summer program is they don't want the brain drain. They want to be able to Mm -hmm. have some things happening here. Is there an academic component to this as well? Absolutely. All the teachers will meet with Mrs. Vallis to discuss the curriculum, and the curriculum will revolve around our basic subject, which is your mathematics, your English, your language arts, and then science. Um, and then what we do is we, we will plan it out so that we can prepare for them the upcoming year or in three months when they attend their, their grade. So we prepare them, but we also really focus on those core classes that really get them their brain going and not, and then kind of gauge and don't want to blow up their brains with too much information. Okay, but they have some exposure to some of the math, and they'll be doing some reading, and they'll be reviewing some of the material that they really need to solidify mm-hmm. uh, prior to coming back for the next grade. So let's talk a little bit about numbers. Um, how old do you need to be in order to start in this program? Do you have to already be in kindergarten or preschool or two what's the age that they need to be in order to start your program yeah i'm glad you asked this it's it's really your incoming so if this year for an example you're kindergarten then you can enroll in this because you're we're we're, we're uh, accepting your incoming grade so you'd be considered incoming first so it's open up to kindergartens all the way to eighth grade so last year's eighth graders are out of luck. They are. Yeah. They would go to modern day or they survive. Go to modern. I love how I'm advertising for a modern day. And survive. <laughs> you guys owe me one. <laughs> we have we have Daryl Sakara here. He talks about survive all the time. So by all means, please plug modern day and survive. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Mr. Duvetter came out of modern day. My wife actually was a graduate from modern day. So we have no problem plugging modern day. Yeah. But back to this program. Mm-hmm. So this program, then it starts with the incoming kids to your school. Um, so I take it that 
if you're already enrolled at Christ Cathedral Academy, you're eligible to enroll in this program. What about people who aren't enrolled at Christ Cathedral Academy? Because I know that there are a number of schools in the Diocese of Orange that are not large enough to sustain a summer program. Christ Cathedral Academy would be considered one of the larger and growing schools. Mm -hmm. So it's able to sustain one of these. If you're not enrolled in Christ Cathedral, are you able to attend? Absolutely. If you're from a local parish and there's a school, you're more than welcome to. At the end of the day, we belong to the same diocese and we want to support each other. And if you're a parent and you're you're wondering if there's any Catholic summer program, well, we, we can definitely do that for you and we can take them for the summer. And it's one of those things where we, we want to offer to our, our sister schools. Absolutely. If you're from a local parish, you're more than welcome to. Okay. So it's not to undercut anybody else's summer program. But if they want to take advantage of this, they can. Actually, don't have to necessarily be Catholic, I assume, but if they're enrolled in another Catholic school. Correct. Okay. Correct. And then at this time, people who are not enrolled in a Catholic school, they're not currently eligible? That is correct. Yeah, right now we're opening to Catholic school students. Uh, reason being is there's some uh, – it has to be under the, the school's policy. And, you know, we, we take responsibilities for students, so – um, we want to be safe, and we want to be responsible, and we want to make sure that we follow the policies of the Diocese of Orange. So that way all of the paperwork is in, all of the insurance policies are taken That's care correct. of, all of the safe environment policies are done, yeah. everyone's got the trainings they need. Uh, there are other numbers involved on the financial side. Um, what's the cost to do a program like this for parents? Yeah, it's actually really low cost if you look at it this way. To break it per day, um, you're dropping your kids at 7.30 a.m. in the morning, and then you pick them up at 6 p.m., so that's a solid, If I, I'm not really good in math, but that's nine, ten hours. It Did breaks you say down, seven, seven to six? Seven to six. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's 11 hours. That's even 11 better. hours. Yeah. That's even better, yeah. yeah. And it comes up to be about $35 a day. Oh, wow. Um, $30 to $40 a day. That's three it's, bucks an hour. It is. <laughs> there you go, three bucks an hour. And uh, the cool thing about this is uh, it's it's Per week, so uh, it's a five-week program. But let's say, let's say Rick, if you enrolled your kids and you decided the third week you're going to the Bahamas, well, you can enroll week one, week two, skip that four and five, so you would pay a total of four weeks. Um, so it's very flexible. Or let's say you're like, you know, I, I don't know, it's been tight this summer. We want to pay weekly, no problem. You don't have to pay everything up front. You can do a bit weekly as you go, and it comes out to be uh, two hundred dollars. For one week, and if you want to do the short day from uh, seven thirty to three, which is only a little bit shorter, it's it comes up to be one hundred and seventy five a week. So two hundred a week for the long hours, and then one hundred and seventy five a week for the slightly shorter hours. They leave at three. That's all it is. It's very simple. All everything's included. No hidden fees. Have you gotten enough response to be absolutely certain that the program is going to move forward this summer? From the pre-registered, yes. Okay. Absolutely. So you've got enough pre-registered. Do you have too many pre-registered? Is there still room in the program? We are right now to prepare to take up to, as of right now, probably 50 to 60. Mm -hmm. But we do, that is already committed. Now, if we go beyond that, then we will start searching for teachers um, to help out. And these are credentialed teachers. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Quang Nguyen. 
and he's from Christ Cathedral Academy, where we've been talking about the upcoming summer program. I want to revisit that when we come back in, but I also want to talk a little more about Christ Cathedral in general and the value of Catholic education. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope in beautiful Garden Grove, California. And with me today is Quang Nian, who is with the Christ Cathedral Academy, and he wears many hats. So before we go too far again into the summer program, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you here, Quang, to talk about this fantastic opportunity that Catholic school parents from around the area have where they can enroll their children for for really about $3 an hour to be able to send their kids to a, a very good program to avoid that brain drain and to give the kids something exciting to really do during the summer. But I want to go a little bit more personal for a moment. Tell me a little bit about you, because the brief little conversation that we've had, I was intrigued. You got a free ride through UC Irvine. Yeah. How did that come about? Well, you know, you sometimes you take a risk with God, and I think this is a, a great way to God's testing you sometimes. And and so I, I grew up, you know, with academics. Being uh, my my parents were Vietnamese, and they always wanted to you to do the science. They want you to have a great career, like any other parent want you to do well. Um, but my heart always belonged to music, and so um, how it came about was I I prayed upon it, and I went to uh, UC Irvine and I did music for Irvine, got a full full ride there, and then. Went well, to medical school. Well, before you go to the medical yeah. school, let's go back for a moment. Sure. You, you went on a music scholarship. What did you play? I played the violin. Who would wow. who would think about the violin <laughs> that it could take you that far? So I played. I, I went to. I just went to an audition, and um, next thing I knew, they placed me as second chair at the UCI Symphony Orchestra. And, oh wow! And it was. I was. I called my. I still remember that day. I called my mom and said, "Mom, guess what?" And she's like, "What?" I said, uh, "I got it. I got." She, and she she was just thrilled that I made it to the orchestra. But what was even more crazier was I saw the roster, and I was like, I was looking at my name on the bottom, thinking I probably barely made it, and I moved up, and I was number two. Wow. Yeah, so that was amazing and I knew that was definitely God working in his his magical ways in a very very proud moment for for my family. So you played second chair violin for the UC Irvine Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And then you did second chair the entire time you were there? Or? I was. There was one man, of, uh, and he was from South Korea, foreign exchange student from South Korea. He was a lot better than I was. I, <laughs> I threw my white flag. I said, I surrender to you. And he was just better than I am. And, uh, but, you know, he was a great friend. Uh, he was a mentor, and I, I got better through through playing with him side by Fantastic. side. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Yeah. So you went through UCI through a full free ride scholarship because of your violin, mm-hmm. but you then uh, spent some time in medical school. How did you go from the violin to biology? The thing about being a musician is uh, you can't, uh, it's scary. It's a scary road because you don't know if you can make a living with it. Sure, it's a, you, you'll feel happy for sure, but it's just very difficult. So uh, my parents said, you know, why don't you do the science? You know, let's just try the science. And a part of me says, yeah, I'll try it out, too. You're right, Mom. Mom, Dad, you're right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and do that so I can get some financial security. And uh, I did that. And then uh, I remember the reason why I came back to the church through music was it was God really working. And I remember being in the chapel praying about it. And I, I spoke with a, a, a priest friend, and he told me, you know, you, you, instead of going in there and praying, why don't you let God speak to you? And I sat down in the chapel. I still remember the moment. And across from me was a lady 
who was um, suffering from uh, cancer. She had cancer at the moment. And this story still gives me chills. And I looked over at her and said, and I'm not going to mention her right, name, but uh, I asked her, you know, you're okay, you're fine. She goes, I'm going to quit choir. I don't want to sing anymore. You know, I can't believe this is happening to me. And I looked at her and I said, this may be eating up your body, but your soul is still strong. And I believe in you. And next week, Rick, let me tell you, next week she comes in, she does the response song. She <laughs> comes up and literally, and I still remember oh, that I moment she stands up and she sings with a cap on, you know, bare, with no eyebrows. She was going through heavy doses of chemotherapy. Yeah. And at that moment, I knew, I knew that music was my thing, that it was a calling, that you can use that to serve. Sure, I can open someone up and, and, and do all that medical procedure, but I feel like with music, you can totally change someone's, li- someone's life. And guess what? As of today, she is still, she's in remission, but I, she's singing, she's participating in the wow. church, and it's such amazing experience so that's when god answered my prayer in that way so and you had an opportunity to be part of the difference that was made in her life and that turned you on to do this ministry oh that fired me up and then i start playing i so i was playing at a church in santa Ana, and you can hear gunshots not gonna lie and it was like (laughs) who's clapping that wasn't no one clapping that was the gunshots and i was serving a church in santa Ana at the time so that fueled me, and then that came, brought me to St. Calistus, and now I'm here. So it's about, since been 2001, so I've been doing this for 15 years. Wow. <laughs> okay. So that brings us all the way back. Yeah. You are not only involved with the summer program, mm-hmm. you're also involved with the school in other ways. So mm-hmm. you mentioned that there's that you're that you do music. Do they have a music program then it's at the academy? They do. We have a music and fine arts that's growing. Uh, we're, we're hiring a full-time music director from UCLA. She's coming here next year. Oh, wow. Uh, my role here is as a director is to continue to build a fine arts program across the board that ta- that includes drama, dance, uh, instrumentals, uh, vocal ensemble, choir, and uh, et cetera. So okay. mm-hmm. that's fantastic. It is. So you've been able to focus quite a bit on the fine arts program. Uh, I was a principal of a school up in um, Riverside, and we had mm-hmm. a, a full instrument program starting from kindergarten, moving up, band starting really with their instruments in fourth grade. Yeah. So it was a really good program. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about, though, isn't just band. You're talking about not choir and dance and drama, mm-hmm. and that's throughout the all the grades, some of the grades, three of the grades. <laughs> how yeah. how widespread at yeah. at uh, Christ Cathedral Academy is your fine arts program? Yeah, well, uh, based on the, based on their age group, you know, we, we follow, uh, a curriculum, but, uh, most of the, the, the more specialized one will be probably fifth grade after fifth grade. So from zero to, f- from kindergarten to fifth, we're talking about just basic singing, uh, maybe touch an instrument here, maybe a recorder. That's about it. But, uh, but eventually everyone will get an opportunity to, have a chance of those instruments. It is amazing what fourth graders can do with a recorder, I'll tell you. Yeah. There's a lot of different hymns that they can have those little whistles do. But anyway, so fifth grade or so is when your band then actually starts fifth or sixth, something like that? Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, correct. Okay. And then you've got also how extensive so far is the unveiling of this grand plan to have all these other fine arts. Is it? Are they all in place right now? Yeah. Yeah, we have. we actually had two kids, uh, two uh, pianists, who competed nationally? So right now we have a few strings going. Um, we have we do have the program going. It's just I don't have enough help. <laughs> you know that's why we brought in a new person in. So we have already uh, we have a kid who can play mass from top to bottom. He's only in eighth grade and he can sit on the piano. I can send him to a local church, 
gets a binder, he'll play top to bottom serve for Christ. And so that's the kind of program that we produce is students who are trained, but then yet they can go out into the community and also apply what they learn. And we have, like I said, a student that can also uh, do that already. And then you're bringing on even more someone from UCLA this next term to be able to take on the band itself or what is she's going to do choral she's going to do the she sings for the UCLA uh, chorale so we want our kids to not only sing but then take it to the next level sing chorally so that is fantastic Mm -hmm. so what is your role then you're the director of fine arts Mm -hmm. and then you also are involved in several other hats because this is after (laughs) all a catholic school just throw them all out there what else do you You know really put it i'm a community builder um and, and, you know, just building a program. I've always been building, uh, I've built, built a youth music program here, and now it's the school program. And now it's just a program in general. So I'm involved in the Office of Development or Office of Advancement, and we look at the areas of opportunity for the school, and we try our best to strategically figure out ways to expand our school, um, build more programs, and get more people in. And uh, it's in a, it's really fun doing it because it takes a lot of creativity and trust, and it's fun. You should try it. So if we have anybody who is interested in putting a bequest on their will, they need to see you. And they will <laughs> you'll be happy to instruct them on how they can give money to the school. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well let's let's go back to it then. So your involvement, you've been with Christ Cathedral Academy how long? Since it opened, since day one, when it was just white walls and just a couple tables here and there. So we're talking about 2012 going into 13. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that there we had a Catholic school that was in the region that had to close down and transition. Mm-hmm. And then what this is is a new school that started just a few years ago, and mm-hmm. it has already grown. And it's got room to grow even more. And the, right now I understand you're... Your um, preschool program has grown large. Oh, yeah. It's the wait. There's a wait list. Uh, Patty Abeda is the director, and she's phenomenal. And right now, to get your kid in is like getting a line at Disneyland. You know, it's like it's it's tough. What about the rest of the grades? Are they one class per grade? Are they two classes per grade? How yeah. do you work that? Well, the school started out with one grade. Um, it was starting out, but now it's doubling. So now you're doubling with kindergarten, you're doubling with first, you're doubling with second, doubling third, and then you can see as okay. it goes up the younger ones. So, so we're up doubling. to third grade right now with a double class. Correct. Okay. Yeah, correct. So yeah. assuming that we have the continued enrollment stay steady, that group will then move up and we'll have a double mm-hmm. next year and then the next year and then the next, next year. year double, yeah. Any chance of going four or five classrooms or is that just too big for a Catholic school? Our building can, but uh, <laughs> I'm praying for it. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. We'll have to debate that topic. Yeah. I, I, I still, there's a community thing that goes on. In fact, when we come back, let's talk a little yeah. bit about Catholic education yeah. and some of the value that Catholic education brings in. Yeah. Because when we're talking about summer school, you're, you're really talking about kids that have an opportunity to expand what they've already got mm-hmm. in their regular year-long Catholic education coursework. But there are reasons why parents ought to take a look at Catholic schools afresh if they haven't thought about enrolling their child in, in a while. Mm-hmm. At least that's, that's my opinion. But, you know, I've, I did it for 25 years, so it's kind of up 23. So it's kind of a, um, it's in the back of my mind as to how valuable it is. But I want to talk with you, Quang. Sure. So what your thoughts are as to why it is that Catholic education is so valuable. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And with me today is Quang Nguyen from Christ Cathedral Academy. 
And we're talking about Christ Cathedral Academy, their summer program, but their general program. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you from the good offices of Immaculate Heart Radio on the campus of Christ Cathedral, beautiful Christ Cathedral campus where Catholic faith is crystal clear. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And with me today is Quang Nguyen. And we've been talking about Christ Cathedral Academy, which is the Catholic school that's, that is native to the diocesan uh, campus here, this beautiful campus. We've got acres of green grass all around, statues and different things. But you've got your own self-contained half of the major building over on the the far corner of campus. Describe the facilities there for just a moment. If you're looking at, as you're a parent coming in, let's say, for example, they want to take a tour. I know that the principal, Debbie Vallis, gives tours individually to to parents or in groups just to call ahead and find out. That's accurate, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What are they going to find? Take us on a on a virtual tour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, you know, if you have time, if you have uh, everyone has YouTube, you can just type in Christ Cathedral Academy. Uh, about a year ago, I made a virtual tour, oh, so cool. you can actually just type in Christ Cathedral Academy, and you will travel uh, in the school. It's a cr- pretty cool clip, but you know what? Describing the campus, it's beautiful. I can, that's if there was one word, it's beautiful campus. It's not your typical red brick school with you know the it's it's a white building and no one really knows that there's a school there. But once you enter those double glass doors, it's something. You have the facility is just amazing. Just because you have it's so secure, you have to walk through almost two doors to get into the school. Twenty four hour security. Um, I know it sounds silly, but the AC is amazing. It's freezing there. <laughs> so you'll love that when it's hot and it's clean there. I mean, it's just a nice school. You walk through the doors and you're like, wow, I, I like this already, this school already. And while this is a very busy campus because this is also where the bishop's offices are and the diocesan offices are, it's got its own self-contained uh, place to eat. It's got a place where they can play. Mm-hmm. It's got everything you would need to have in a regular Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that really stands out is a high school gym. Uh, as you know, this this the campus before when uh, the diocese got the campus, that gym this this was a K through twelve school. So when they built the gym, the gym was for a high school level um, sports teams and all that. Well, we kind of got that, and so now. We'll, with the gym size that we have, it's a high school level gym, so it's ginormous. I don't know if that's a word, but it's enormous. It's a word. Everyone knows what it means. <laughs> it's ginormous. <laughs> if everyone knows what it means, it's now a word. <laughs> it's big. It is one big gym. So we host tournaments, basketball tournaments, wow. the Power League tournaments and all that. Um, one thing that also stands out is our big, giant music room, too. It's big. It can hold up to 150 to 200 students. Wow. Uh, we can rehearse a choir and an orchestra at the same time. So I am pretty lucky to get that room. It's it's really big. It's always clean because we have someone there 24-7 cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. And it's part of the campus maintenance crew. And they come in, they clean all the time. So it's a beautiful campus. If you don't even have kids, just come visit us. <laughs> I think yeah. I saw on your website that one of the, the boys' sports teams won a 
tournament or something like that. Was that the basketball? Yeah, you know, well, I'm glad you brought that up, Rick. Uh, we did not only win our league games, but we uh, won the Diocese of Orange, which is the the whole entire Orange County. So we we in our league, it's almost like you go to the NCAA basketball tournament and you win your division, and then you go into the national division. We did, and we won. Wow, we won the fantastic. whole thing. Congratulations! I've got yeah. some. Priest friends of mine, I need to call up and gloat a little bit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, the gym then is a real inspiration for a number of kids. But you mentioned that music room because we've been talking quite a bit about the music program. Mm-hmm. You, of course, having mm-hmm. gone through uh, this fine arts training, and you've got mm-hmm. this fine arts program mm-hmm. and a fantastic facility to be able to to train. What about performances are you able to take advantage of the rest of the cathedral facilities mm-hmm. for any of what you do mm-hmm. absolutely we have the uh, the beautiful uh, free theater we use about three four times a year right, describe the free theater because if they've never been here they don't know where this is or oh, even the where free it is theater? or it's tied to, to star trek but anyway. oh, i was gonna you took the words out know, of my mouth to, yeah star what trek. it is yeah well, it's a theater that's located right below uh, Star Trek, <laughs> the building of Star Trek, <laughs> and uh, it, it holds about 300 seats, but it's a beautiful facility also um, because it's large enough to hold 300, which is a good number, but it's small that it's containable because if you have a big theater, you don't know if you can fill it up, but 300 is a good number to fill up. That is a good number. Yeah, it's a really good number, and the other part is that, uh, it... Um, it has a nice atrium in the front. So after the concert, people can come out and experience the atrium. With that in mind, the theater is doable. If you have a small concert, fine. If you have a large one, have multiple days. Okay. If you, how should I say, you don't even need mics. It's designed so that you don't need a mic. In so the room. acoustics are Acoustic, really good. Yeah. Very so, good. Mm-hmm. So just to let the rest of our listening audience in on the joke, the big round building that's uh, not, it's right a diagonal from the building we're broadcasting from. Uh, that big round building, it looks kind of modern, futuristic, was used on one of the new Star Trek shows as kind of the the Academy front piece. So anyway, we're famous <laughs> yeah. for lots of reasons. <laughs> but back to your program. Mm-hmm. So you not only are able to have a sports program that's phenomenal, but a fine arts program that is truly groundbreaking in this area. You have the ability to perform in professional Mm-hmm. I mean, the Freed Theater is used for a lot of the diocesan programs, and that mm-hmm. includes professional productions. I know St. Luke's Productions uses it mm-hmm. in order to put their plays on. You've got quite a program going on here. We, yeah, we, we, we're been, we've been busy. In the last you have been. Years. Is Catholic education, though, all about programming, or is there more to Catholic education? If you were to be talking straight to people who are Catholics but perhaps have not decided to take their children for a Catholic education, they might be able to afford it, but it is spendy. What would you say to them to have them perhaps think again? You know, coming from a background where I, I didn't get a chance to experience Catholic school, I went, I'm the oldest out of six. Uh, my parents were just scraping by, and it was really tough, and I went to a public school all my life. But now that I teach at a Catholic school, I would say for sure, no doubt, hands down, it's the community it's the students and it's the faith that brings us all together and this lasting friendship like there's there's that connection and there's that family and rick was you know you were talking about like it's small it's not like your big school and you got to know each of the parents the parents feel connected the teachers it's that community that faith and that ability to uh, uh, connect with each other in that way 
So when you go out, you go to Target or something, you see someone, you know, hey, Mr. Quang, or hey, uh, Melissa, how are you? And we, we're all family. And I think that's great. And years from now, you would get calls from your uh, old students saying, oh, my, my daughter's having a quinceanera. Can you play music for her? I'd say, absolutely. Or you, And I, um, I actually own a business, too. I own a music school in Huntington Beach. And it's been going for a while. And you would meet parents from the past who now have kids or friends. And it's we're all connected in that way and that, that support that we have as a Catholic school, family, whatever you call it. It's, it's great. I used to say, because I've been involved with Catholic education myself, though I also didn't have the opportunity to go, but I spent some time teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to say to parents that would come in that you're not just giving your children a Catholic education, the whole family becomes part of this. Mm-hmm. Because the parents, now, if they start in, in kindergarten or even uh, pre-K, they're going to spend 8, 9, 10 years. If they have just one child going through, if they've got more, mm-hmm. you're talking 12, 14, 16, 18, 20 years, mm-hmm. that they're going to be involved with these other parents, and they're going to go to each other's birthday parties. They're going to call each other for homework. They're going to form carpools. They're going to go on field trips together. And lo and behold, you start building relationships and friendships that last you, you parents, last you your entire life, the rest Mm -hmm. of your life. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the children who benefit from a Catholic education. This is one of the reasons why I love the idea that virtually all of the Catholic schools in Southern California are either one class per grade or two classes per grade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There aren't very many that are mega schools that are able that that have so many that you can't get to know everybody in, in your class by the time you're done with a year or two. Mm-hmm. So you not only know everybody, but everyone knows you. The, mm-hmm. There's good news, bad news to that. I mean, small towns create other problems, but small towns also create cohesion. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to embrace the community, you can't do it any better than the structures that a Catholic school gives you over the course of 10 years, 15 years in. Mm-hmm. That's what I always have said to my parents. I... You can't really quite say that yet for Christ Cathedral Academy because it's such a new school. But you've been around now for how many years? Five, five years? Five years. Okay. So Ish. in that five years, I'll yeah. bet you've got a, a cadre of parents that have already formed lasting huge ties that bind, that are going to bind them for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. As yeah. the school continues to progress forward. Yeah. So They're already the, planning the, the Mr. Quang, you're going to play for my wedding. I was like, <laughs> wow, that far already. <laughs> yeah, I would say when you turn, uh, when you turn 28, I'll start considering it. If you want to get married earlier than that, we need to talk. <laughs> Statistics show. Anyway. So that, anyway. They'll be on another show. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Another that's topic. Fair. So when we come back, I want to go back again to talk a little bit more about the summer program. Um, but I, I want to approach it again from this perspective of how it really can help uh, Im- build your child's uh, ability to embrace this thing we call Catholic education a little more completely. Because one of the big things, and I had my kids go through Catholic schools, uh, they had to drive every morning with dad uh, in the car singing, but once we got to the school, mm-hmm. I become principal. <laughs> so that was always interesting and fun, but what we always fought against was that summer brain drain and the loss of a lot of the momentum academically that we get from the school year and how wonderful it is to have a summer program like what you've described at uh, Christ Cathedral Academy. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me is Quang Nguyen, who is from Christ Cathedral Academy, and we're talking about the entire program, but we're going to be focusing when we come back again on their summer program. We'll be right back. 
The Diocese of Orange has partnered with local travel company, Travel of Orange, to assist in organizing and facilitating pilgrimages to Catholic shrines, churches, and inspiring destinations worldwide. Find out about discounted travel rates, personal service, and customized travel experiences at key religious sites. Call 877-538-0010 or visit travel.occatholic.com to learn more. That's 877-538-0010 or travel.occatholic.com. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you from beautiful Garden Grove, California, on the campus of Christ Cathedral. And it's beautiful here, and we've been having a really great conversation about the beauty of Catholic education. And in fact, we were we were discussing during the break with our technical director a great tagline that, uh, especially for summer, that come to Christ Cathedral Academy, our our air conditioner is absolutely fantastic. What was the Jim? What was the tagline you had? Our AC is. Our AC is amazing. <laughs> you can put that on part of your literature as well. Right. For some people around this area, it's really important because the the air conditioner, you were talking about how other schools were having to go home and you're actually putting sweaters on. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yep, we were. It's definitely a blessing to have the AC. But, uh, you know, uh, we don't, we don't appreciate it until we go outside sometimes, especially that he- heat wave that happened. If, if you guys are re- remember in SoCal, it was 103, 102 in uh, this area. Man, it was, it was hot outside, but we're thank- thankful for AC. So God bless. Let's talk then a little bit more about the summer program because we've had a chance now to go through some of the importance of Catholic education and how that manifests at Christ Cathedral Academy. Although for all of our sister schools that are out there in the diocese, uh, and if any of you principals are listening, you're more than welcome to come on the air with me. There's an open invitation for any of the principals that would like to talk about their school. But all of the Catholic schools are fantastic programs. Not all of them, though, have a summer program. So we're fortunate that here, this is one of the schools that has a summer program, there's the opportunity here for some of our other Catholic school children to make new friends, to mm-hmm. be able to come in. Not that they're going to stay at Christ Cathedral Academy. You guys don't go poaching each other's <laughs> But to be exposed to other people. So let's talk a little bit about that. What kinds of um, exposures are these kids going to have by coming to your summer program? Yeah, they, they continue their faith education uh for an example, if they were to go to a local area, um, they um, may not offer that. Maybe it's just a camp where they just have a lot of fun. But uh, here it's going to be different because they get to continue their journey with Christ and at the same time do the same thing they would do outside. Okay, so the kids that are coming in, yeah, currently they're all kids who are already enrolled or have been enrolled mm-hmm. in Catholic schools mm-hmm. in the diocese. This is currently not open to kids that aren't in the schools you and I were talking about homeschoolers perhaps having an opportunity. That's something you're not necessarily against, but there's hoops they'd have to jump through. We'd have to talk it through case by case. That's kind of where you would be at on that? Absolutely, yeah. They would go ahead and call us. You know, everybody's different. And we do have some homeschool students who decide to go Catholic education. Yay! Right? <laughs> and uh, And they love it because of the social aspect of that. But we're open to that, and we can sit down and we can talk to the to the parents and the family and let them try it out. I know of some homeschoolers who, when we've had a summer program back when I used to run a school, that the homeschoolers would sometimes want to take advantage of just it being a short program in the summer. Mm-hmm. So the kids do have that social engagement. Mm-hmm. 
but it's it's not like they're starting a whole different school program. They can still go back. Mm-hmm. So you can duck into this, spend the summer, and duck back out, mm-hmm. whether you are a homeschooler, if if there's those that apply, which, again, they haven't been allowed yet, but it's something to talk through. Or if you are coming from another Catholic school, you're going to be able to experience the summer with other Catholic kids, other kids that are from Catholic schools anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a little bit different than going out to your local daycare center where you're going to have a lot of different exposures to a lot of different kids from a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different ideas. And that can be a, a little unnerving for some parents. What do you think? That's true. Yeah, I, I would say that. And I, I think this at the summer program here, um, it, it'd be nice. And I like this idea that you said about other Catholic schools, because this is K through eighth. And let's say they go to modern day one day or they go to Servite or Rosary or our high schools. It'd be, Hey, Hey, Rick, remember we went to spend a summer together? Hey, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's cool. And we're friends now. So it really builds this connection between not just our school, but then the schools around us. So by the, let's say you're a seventh grader incoming eighth and you come and you meet another student from another school. You connect with them the summer that you keep in touch. Within six, seven months, you're going to be enrolling in high school. Chances are you might be in the same one. I don't know. But that's the kind of connection where we were talking about a few minutes ago. So they get to connect with other schools. And this is an opportunity to be able to do that in a beautiful environment. Not only a beautiful environment, we were also talking briefly during the break about some of the price differentials between what you offer versus what might be out there on the secular side. Mm -hmm. What did you discover when you did some preliminary research? We discovered that some of the places that we're offering were two to three hundred dollars more than us, which per week. is per week. Yeah. So it, you know, the the beautiful thing about this, is we have a lot of support in this campus. There's a lot of support and funds that are given to the school. So we're very fortunate. We thank you, uh, those entities. But it's a lot cheaper than some of the places that are offered locally here, and this is from coming from parents. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree with you. I yeah. I can tell you, having being a parent. Having had my kids go through Catholic schools and always wondering what are we doing with them during the summer, um, that to have a summer program offered by a Catholic school is a lot cheaper mm-hmm. than going to just about any other place that's around. So, if you were looking at trying to to make one final pitch for why either parents that are currently involved with your school or parents who are involved with other Catholic schools that are somewhere within reasonable driving range of Garden Grove but don't have a summer program in their Catholic school, what would be your final pitch to have them consider coming to Christ Cathedral? My pitch would be, this is your church. I mean, this is the Diocese of Orange. So you coming here is, this is your property also, because, uh, you know, whether you're a parish, South County, 50 miles away, man, this is the headquarters of our Diocese of Orange. So It'd be fun if you you can get down here because it's an experience for the kids. They'll love it here because the school is one thing, but the campus is a whole different story. As you can see, um, you have the Tower of Hope, which we're in right now on the eighth floor. Eighth floor view of of Disneyland and Catalina Island. Exactly. And you have um, the the Arboretum. You have the Chapel of the Sky, the Cultural Center, and then like Rick, you were saying, the Disneyland is down the street. I mean, this is a beautiful campus. For you to uh, experience, and as a parent, you can to drive up here. I mean, I mean, it's a little uh, quite of a drive if you're far away, but it's such an experience. And you can say, "Well, I, my kids spent a summer at Christ Cathedral, and it's your home too." 
Well, and I know that there's lots of different programs that are offered out here. So to already be involved in a program here on campus is going to make it all the more easy for a family to take advantage of those, not only during the summer when they're Mm -hmm. offered here then, but in the future if they have had that exposure that, oh, Freed Theater, I know where that is. I know what that's like. Yeah, that would be a great experience. Yeah. Whereas you might not know that or how to get here otherwise. Yeah. It's not a bad option, too. Now, here's the other pitch that I would say, and I'm going to add another pitch, is you drop your kids here, you have the Mall of Orange, formerly known as the Block, <laughs> and you can shop there, or you can go uh, down to uh, Orange Circle. There's a lot of, sometimes we forget within this campus, outer the outer rim of this campus is just a lot of cool, fun things to do. To and I'm not going to, downtown Disney. <laughs> uh, you can take the five a little bit and be at Knott's. Uh, you can... Uh, and then Soak City. I mean, there's a lot of things happening in this. Uh, they call it the Orange Crush, <laughs> where the 555 and everything just meets. Yeah, the the, the cultural mm-hmm. ability to be able to engage is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you, Quang, for coming in and chatting with us a little bit about not only the summer program, which is clearly a, a real good opportunity for kids that might be able to spend a little more time uh, not losing what they've gained their school year by avoiding that brain drain, but also being able to um, meet new kids, kids mm-hmm. that they wouldn't have met before uh, from other Catholic schools. So it kind of extends who we are as Catholics in the area, which is a, a real cool idea. One of the things that I remember that was it was an important part of being Catholic was having our kids exposed to the broader Catholic church. We spent a lot of time as faithful Catholics in one parish, and to be able to have other kids come in from other parishes can sometimes be a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity for our kids to be able to do that. So thank you again for exposing us to that. But it's also wonderful to be able to contemplate a little about why Catholic education is important. Homeschooling is also important, and I do recognize why some parents want to do that. But I always believed that there is an advantage and that to Catholic education and that advantage really is around that community that's built because that community that's built can be a tremendously uh, uplifting, sustaining part of our lives. Those of us who are Catholic school parents and not just for our kids, but for us as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you for coming in. Quang. Thank you. Quang, if you'd be so kind as to lead us in a word of prayer, that would be great. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for um, giving this beautiful campus and reminding us that you are the one, the truth, the life. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've given us, as we say. We praise you. We love you. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So for those people who are listening who are looking for an option for their children in the summer, uh, not only does Christ Cathedral Academy have great air conditioning, <laughs> but it's also got a fantastic program that it will expose your children to even more to the body of Christ, the love of Christ in the children, in the adults, in the teachers, all around them. Quang, thank you so very much for coming in. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. We've been coming to you from high atop the Tower of Hope on the beautiful campus of Christ Cathedral, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. And we see that every day that school is in at Christ Cathedral Academy. Until next week, may God richly bless you in all ways.
Would you like an opportunity to read and discuss inspiring books by bright Catholic authors? The OC Catholic Book Club offers quarterly book titles reviewed and chosen by Bishop Kevin Van. Every three months, members gather to meet the author and hear informed commentary about the book by local church scholars. Membership in the OC Catholic Book Club includes four books and tickets to the author forums. For more information, visit occatholic.com slash oc-catholic-book-club or call 714-282-3045. 